And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Monday. Casey Gisclair here. Hope that you guys are having a wonderful start to your week. I sincerely hope that. Hope everybody is enjoying themselves. Hope everybody's having a good day at work. Hope everybody's got access to ESPN Plus so that you can watch LSU at work. The Tigers are going to be playing at 1 o'clock today against Oregon State. And because of that, we're actually going to be wrapping up today's episode about 15 minutes earlier than normal. At about 12.45 or so. I'm going to skedaddle out of here and uh, go do some newspaper work responsibilities. I got to follow and chart and, you know, track the LSU game. Okay, I lied. I'm just wanting to watch the game as a fan. Uh, I do. I mean, I'm going to be writing about it and everything, but... Um, I do just want to watch the game as a fan. The Tigers in the finals of the Baton Rouge Regional, and they will be uh, competing to try to make it to the Super Regionals. Today, Oregon State's got to beat them twice, 1 o'clock, 5 o'clock. I'll say this, to hell with 5 o'clock. Let's just get it out of the way at 1 o'clock. But uh, we'll talk about LSU later in the show. I want to open up today's show by talking about Nichols, right? Um, They're the local team. They're the team that's closest to or studio here in La Rose, and they played out at the Tuscaloosa Regional this past weekend out in Alabama. And it was an 0-2 weekend for the Colonels, but it was a very inspiring weekend for the Colonels. And here's what I mean by that. Last night, I was one of the lone goofons that was up at like 12.30 a.m. watching Alabama win their regional championship. Alabama went through their region undefeated and is now going to the Super Regionals. They won the decisive game to go to the Super Regionals like 8 nothing. So outside of the opening game, Alabama cruised. So Nichols showed loud and proud on Friday that they could play with the best teams in the country. They just can't do it every day, right? It's conditional. It's going to be based on who's pitching. It's going to be based on some different factors, right? But the ability to play on that stage and compete at all is a huge, huge improvement from where the program was in the past. And because of that, every Colonel fan should be extremely excited about the future And you should be extremely excited about the present, right? You shouldn't be bummed out at the fact that it didn't go your way. You should be excited to the fact that you were there. Excited the fact that, you know, you gave Alabama hell. You gave them everything that they could handle for the full nine innings. No one else in that regional did that. But the Colonels did that. And they should be extremely proud of that and should be holding on to that and building on that going into the offseason. Now... Here's the the challenge, right? Here's the thing that Nichols is going to have to contend with. And this is going to sound like a negative, but it's not a negative. It's just me being realistic. You can't look at college athletics objectively and not understand nor grasp that this is a very realistic thing that the Colonels are going to have to deal with going forward. You're going to have to figure out how to hold on to your guys. There are going to be a lot of players on this team that are going to be coveted and are going to be sought after by other programs around the country. 
Jacob Myers, your ace Friday night guy. Well, he actually wasn't a Friday night guy. He was actually a Saturday and a Sunday guy. Um, But someone else is going to want him to be their Friday night guy. As a true freshman, nine and one record, seventy-five and two-thirds innings pitched, hundred and five strikeouts. Opponents hit one seventy-five against him. He goes to Tuscaloosa on Friday in the opening game of a regional and sticks it where the sun don't shine and gives Alabama five and two-thirds strikes out eight. It's gonna be hard to hold on to that. Um, I hope that they do, and I hope that he's back next year. But it's gonna be hard to hold on to that. A guy like Gavin Galley, a redshirt sophomore, who this season in relief, 35 and one-thirds innings, 2.04 ERA, a whip of .79, which is ridiculous. Doesn't walk anybody. Has five walks in 35 and one-thirds innings. It's going to be hard to hold on to a guy like that. Because I'm watching teams, and I'm talking major conference teams, and I'm talking major conference teams that are 2-0 and in their regional. And I'm talking major conference teams that are 2-0 and in their regional and that are playing at 1 o'clock today, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, who don't have pitchers that could do some of the things that those guys in red can't. And it's not just them. I see Arkansas has some of the same issues. Texas A&M has some of the same issues. So all of the big of, biggest of the big dogs in the country have some of the same issues. It's going to be a challenge holding on to some of those guys. But that's one end of the coin, right? <clears throat> you could look at it from a negative perspective and say, oh, yeah, you're going to lose your guys. That's one end of the coin. On the other end of the coin, if I am a <clears throat> JUCO player, if I'm a transfer at another school that maybe hasn't gotten the right opportunity or maybe doesn't like the way things have gone for me at my school, guess what I'm doing? I'm looking at Nichols and I'm saying, hey, I could go there and I could get developed. I could get my game refined. There's great coaches there. You look up and down this roster, <clears throat> there's nothing but transfer players on this roster. Kate Evans, he came from Auburn. West Toops came from LSU. You know, you got so you got all the JUCO guys and everything. <clears throat> Michael Quavedo came from Little Rock. I mean, there's guys up and down this roster that came from other places, and that's going to continue to keep happening too. So that's the thing, right, is I see a lot of Nichols fans who are maybe a little nervous about what's coming in the next couple of weeks because, <clears throat> look, we got to call it like it is. The The big schools are going to start coming and attacking your roster in the portal. That's going to happen. And while it would be easy to be bummed about that and, oh, man, this is terrible, no, it's going to be hard. Trusting Coach Mike Silva, he built this roster. He's going to build you another championship roster. Yeah, the portal's going to probably take a few away. Guess what? The portal's also going to probably give you some, too, because Coach Silva has been excellent at signing you know, community college guys, JUCO guys, and also other guys who just played at other schools around the country. So I, I truly believe that while, yes, the roster's going to look a little different, I don't necessarily think it's going to look different in a bad way because while some of the guys on the roster now may be sought after for other, by other people in other places, guess what? There are people at other places who are now looking at you and are saying, hey, I want to go be part of that. That looks fun. You know, those guys have fun. They play with a lot of vibe. You know, they, they have a lot of fun together. So I think the Colonels are in really good shape going forward. 
I think they had a wonderful showing out in Tuscaloosa. It was very predictable after they lost a heartbreaker against Alabama that they were going to come back and kind of be flat against Boston College. And guess what? That's exactly what happened. You fall 14-6. to six. Um, But I don't think they have anything to hang their heads over, for sure. You know, you played Alabama close. You scored six runs on Boston College. You made it to the NCAA tournament for the first time since, what, the 90s? In Coach Mike Silva's second year, you won the Southland Conference regular season championship. You won the Southland Conference tournament. You went undefeated in the Southland Conference tournament. You were head and shoulders the best team at the Southland Conference tournament. Like, don't let nine bad innings of baseball against Boston College detract from the amazing season that you had. And I think the Colonels are in really good shape going forward. I think they've got the right brain trust. And I think that they're going to be in position to keep this train rolling. Uh, A, because I trust in Coach Silva and the work that he's done. B, I think Jonathan Terrell is going to provide Coach Silva the things that he needs to succeed. And C, I just think there's a lot of talent in this area. And if you continue to secure the talent in this area, you're going to be okay. <clears throat> and just looking down the pipe, You've got a commitment from Tyler Weimer right now. And look, he's not going there next year. He's only a junior right now. Tyler Weimer's going to play and be good at the next level. You got commitments from, you know, a kid from St. Thomas Moore who threw in sulfur. Kid was thrown in the 90s, man. Like he's you got the the right dudes that are going to be, you know, making an impact. It's just a matter of keeping that momentum and keeping that train sailing or not sailing, gliding in the right direction. Let's catch a break when we get back. It's Monday. We're going to Brian Colley. We've got Brian at 1145. I didn't do a show Friday, so we've got Chandler coming at noon, and then we've got Joe Tutal at 1215. We're baseball heavy today at 1245. I am adios, amigo, but I'm going to go watch the Tigers play. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. 
Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard No song that I could sing but I can try for your heart Our dreams and they are made out of real things Like a shoebox of photographs with sepia tone loving Love is the answer release Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB In the last segment of the show we talk some college baseball Now let's talk about all sorts of stuff We're going to go to the phone lines now We have Coach Brian Kale on the line Coach, good morning, man. How are we doing today? Good morning. Doing well. Hope you're doing the same. Yeah, we're getting a little better, man. We're trying to make some progress over here. And, uh, man, it's been a good start to our Monday. Look, we've got some college baseball today. Uh, The Tigers are going to be playing at 1 o'clock out in Baton Rouge, trying to wrap things up. Unfortunately, the other Louisiana teams are all eliminated from their respective regionals. But, man, one thing that stands out to me, and it's been really noticeable, whether you're watching the games or you're not, is that, there's been a lot of upsets, man. A lot of these big, big-time big teams that you think are going to be rolling are not rolling, man. It's just crazy. Uh, tournament baseball is nuts because, you know, in baseball, anything can happen on any given day. And then you put these teams in tournaments and you get Pennsylvania making a run and you get, you know, some four seeds that are making a push and some teams that we've never heard of. Dallas Baptist made a push. It's crazy what happens in the NCAA tournament, man. It truly is. It is, and it goes to show you what pressure can do to some of these teams. A lot of times, some of these teams, they can go throughout the season with not much pressure on them. You know, if they lose a middle-of-the-week game, you know, nah, not a big deal. But then when these lower-seeded teams come in and you got to produce, even and especially if you're a whole school, and puts a, a little added extra pressure on them. And some teams are having a hard time dealing with that pressure. And these uh, – Lower seeds or upper seeds, however you want to call them, they come in with uh, with really relaxed and uh, no pressure on them, and uh, they produce it. it just feels like, talking about Nichols now, it just feels like that they just kind of left it all on the field against Alabama, and when that game didn't go their way, they just didn't have a whole lot left in the tank. Boston College beat up on them in the next game 14-6. to But I did the whole first segment of the show mentioning, hey, man, like, it was still an amazing year. I mean, you win your conference tournament in the regular season. You win your conference tournament title. You go and you challenge Alabama. And I even made the point, look, you were the only team in that regional to challenge Alabama. They rolled through the rest of the regional. Um, man, it was great work from the Colonels. Came up a little short, but still a season that they could be awfully proud of. Oh, a tremendous season. Look, some people are a little upset of the way Alabama celebrated their victory against Nichols. Nichols should take that as a compliment because you're right, they played them tough and Alabama knew they got lucky and they uh they escaped one against the Colonels. So uh they celebrated like what a relief it, it was to, to win that game because that game could have gone either way. But overall what a great season by the Colonels and if they can just keep building on this and have the NIL doesn't uh and the Troy transfer portal doesn't hit them too hard. Uh, it's gonna be a a bright future ahead for the Colonels. 
LSU is in the regional final. They're going to be taking on Oregon State. Oregon State's got to beat them twice. It's going to be a tall task for Oregon State, but I think they're capable of doing it. One of the things that's really interesting to me is, um, and I don't know if this is just happenstance. I don't know if this is just the guys are trying too hard. Or LSU scores all of their runs on home runs, and most of the runs that they get on home runs are solo home runs because they don't hit well with guys on base. Yesterday, they scored six runs, all of them via the home run ball, and they stranded the bases loaded in three of the eight innings that they had, you know, an at-bat. And, man, like, you know this. Like, you can't keep squandering. I don't care how talented you are. You can't keep squandering opportunities like that, man. LSU's going to have to figure out how to cash in. Yeah, and I think your opponents need to figure out how they can pitch these guys with no, no one on base. Maybe treat it like it's bases loaded and pitch to them that way and try and get them out because they gave them, I think, some pretty good balls to hit, and LSU's taking advantage of it. But, look, these LSU fans, man, relax. Everybody, oh, number two guy's going in. We There's no chance. He's terrible. And look at the performance he had uh, yesterday, uh, fighting rain delays and all this stuff. It's just uh, that guy was on yesterday. <laughs> now the challenge is going to be to try to put it together for another nine innings, maybe another 18 innings. But, yeah, you're right. The Tigers are sitting in a really good position. Now, look, I got to tell you, um, I said Saturday on the sports corner, I thought the Nuggets were going to run away with the series out in Miami. But I did also say that I thought Miami's best and maybe only chance to win a road game was Sunday because of the extended rest. They took advantage of it, and they've kind of flipped the series up on its head a little bit. And the the Heat are doing something that's a little bit interesting, right? Is they're playing a zone, and they're kind of conceding some offense to Jokic uh, while while playing that zone. But what they're doing is they're not letting the Nuggets play that pick and roll game, which makes Jokic such a good passer. And I think that what they're doing is they're just saying, "Hey, you go score score forty, but we're not giving you your fifteen assists because your fifteen assists means that your shooters are going to get rolling and your role players are going to get rolling." It's an interesting strategy, but last night it worked out big for him. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you're right, it's working out big time for him. Uh, with Jokic, okay, we're going to give you points, but we're going to take away your assists. We're not going to let you pass the ball to open guys and let them knock down shots. But again, the, uh, the Nuggets, I, I cannot understand. In the fourth quarter, they just, they get mental lapses or whatever it is, and they, they struggle for a while. I don't know if it's just, cold shooting or they just don't play defense and allow these uh, your opponents to get back into the game but Miami took advantage of it and had a good fourth quarter Nuggets struggled again and they tried to come back at the end but um, I, right now I would, this, this series can go either way right now with uh, the way Miami's playing and uh, I think if Denver wants to guarantee themselves um, a, a championship if they can get rid of their coach right now, that'll help. Oh, you're not a fan of Mike Malone? Oh, Mike. I mean, no, not at all. Yesterday, <laughs> called timeout, advanced the ball. Jokic don't even touch the ball in the last, that last possession. That was not a very good shot coming out of a timeout. I think you'd get a much better look at it. And uh, <coughs> I just think he dropped the ball on that one. Yeah, very interesting. Miami made 17 threes last night. Denver made 11, and you said before the series that was going to be the key to the series. Miami one-upped them there last night. Let's talk about some high school stuff, man. Um, the Tarpons are back at the Summer League tomorrow. 
They're going to be playing HL Bourgeois. The Tarpons are playing Swampland Baseball today against Berwick. Uh, Tarpon 7-on-7 Summer League begins Wednesday out at Hanville. Boy, it's it's great to be a sports fan, but there's a lot going on. I don't know that it's great to be a student athlete who's in all three of those sports, though, because, man, you're running ragged left and right and everywhere in between, and you got to do workouts and everything. Boy, those kids are burning some calories over the summer, are they not? Well, if you're a student athlete on the, the high school level and you're playing three sports, you know the month of June is brutal. you got to just grind and get through the month of June. Then it kind of gets a little bit easier because uh, not uh, cooler. <laughs> it's going to get hotter for you. But at least you can get rid of one or two other sports. And if you're a football guy, when uh, July comes around, you concentrate just on your football season. And at least you'd have a little bit more free time. Uh, until that grind of the football season starts. But, yeah, uh, it's a great time for high school athletics. Even though it's the summer, there's so much going on. I mean, you, and you still you got uh, softball that has their little league that they are participating in practice. So, uh, yeah, a lot going on for high school sports. And uh, if you're a fan of high school sports, you can find something pretty much on the, uh, any day of the week to go out and uh, catch a ball game in, uh, you know, to watch. So you're not officially an athletic director anymore. I don't even know if you, you've seen this. Uh, but apparently the executive committee met last week. And based on what I'm reading, the PowerPoint for playing up is now going away. For like it, like for instance, if you're a 4A school playing in Division One, I, I don't think South Lafouche and South Terrebonne are getting points for playing up anymore. And that's the way that I understand it. Have you seen this? Have you heard this? Am I right? And that's how I'm interpreting it. And look, all things considered, yeah, it does hurt South Lafouche, but I also think it's probably the fairest way to go about it. That's always been kind of an unfair system, and it looks like the executive committee has done away with it. Yeah, you, uh, you're correct. There's no longer points for playing up, and but if you're in the same division with someone, I think you can maybe get points. But if you're playing... Uh, or different division, or, or no, the same. It's so confusing on that stuff. But uh, the two points away, Salafush will not get, South Terrebonne won't get anymore for playing up because they are in Division One. So the, finally, I think the LHSA got something right. And like you just mentioned, it, it's going to hurt the Tarpons and the Gators a little, but uh, it is the right thing to do. <clears throat> yeah, very interesting indeed. Um, look, man, you know, here's the thing. Uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be any type of summer meeting or anything. Um, but I don't know that it would, a whole lot would have got done, even if it would have happened. Because here's the thing, man. I talk to coaches from 1130 to 1 every day. And you ask them what their solution is, and everybody has a different solution. So I don't know that we would be able to get everybody into the room and get everybody to agree on what is the best way forward. And that's what's going to be the, the interesting challenge is that 100% of the people agree that it's broken, but there's not 100% agreement in terms in terms of how to fix it, and that's where the problem's going to come is that we all know it needs to be different, but we all have about a 1,000 different solutions for how to get there, and that's where the challenges are going to be going forward. Yeah, and look, my problem with this whole situation, uh, in January, some principals, especially from North Louisiana, were making noise to have a, a meet. well, they to delay the vote because if that vote would have passed, then they would have had to uh, redo the playoffs on the spot. That would have been catastrophic. There's no way they could have done it. So they said, well, we're going to have a meeting in in, uh, in June. Well, the LHSA 
by saying that, that we're going to have a meeting. Now they say, well, we told you all we we're going to attempt to have a meeting. They knew the bylaws then that you had to get 50% of the principal association to vote for the meeting. Why not tell these principals then? Why wait until a week or so before the meeting was scheduled to tell, oh, by the way, y'all need this to have the meeting? That is, so, And they want to be transparent? That's the exact exact opposite. They knew that, and if, if not, they should know the rules, and they didn't go out and say that in January where these principals would have had more time to get the support that they needed to just at least have the special meeting. Yeah, it almost feels like they don't really want to have a meeting, right? <laughs> well, it feels, that's exactly how it, it feels it is. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Well, look, man, before we let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot. Is LSU going to wrap it up and go to the Super Regionals today? Yes, uh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. LSU will uh, take care of business today and advance. Is Tulane going to make a coaching change on the baseball side? Uh, I don't think they will. Is that a mistake? Uh, Just from hearing him him speak a little bit, uh, I think they're going to let him hang around for another year or so and see uh, what he can do. Mm, very, very interesting. Brother, we thank you so much for the time. Let the people know where you are right now, man. Oh, I'm standing right outside of 8 2 uh restaurant that we have open and uh, serving some lunches up right now and just trying to get some people to come on and eat and some good food and uh, good service. And just come on here down to 8 2 the old stuff. Uh, right by Bellamy Fire Station. What What's the lunch special today? Uh, red beans. Of course, it's Monday. <coughs> yeah, yeah, you're right about that, brother. Well, look, man, we thank you so much for the time. Enjoy the rest of your day, and uh, we'll chat soon. All right, bro? Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a good one. Yep, you too. That is Coach Brian Colley doing an excellent job, as always. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Chandler, the Chan Man. We didn't have him on Friday, so we'll catch up with him today. It is play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick timeout. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. 
Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Gulf South Homes has a new building. Come check out our new offices and parts store. We have moved to the left side of our property. See, Ida threw us a curveball, but our new offices are home run. We sell all things for your mobile home parts needs. And of course, we can still sell you the new home of your dreams. Remember, we are still working with the Restore Louisiana Grant Program as well. Come and see us at 1986 Highway 182 in Homa or give us a call, 985-876-0222. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Jisclair here. We're going to spend about the next 40 or so minutes with you. We're wrapping up at 1245 today because the Tigers are playing at 1 o'clock and the radio host wants a little time to skedaddle on home and catch the first pitch. We go to the phone lines and we've got Chandler Guitros on the line right now. He is, of course, the South LaFouche baseball coach. Coach Chandler, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? Hey, doing good, man. I was on my little afternoon walk, but it started raining on me, so I'm currently walking in circles under my carport talking to you. <laughs> That's not any good, man. Hopefully the rain stays here and doesn't travel up to Baton Rouge, man. Uh, look, tell me about that. You said you're on a little afternoon walk. Look, I could I could confess this. Uh, I'm trying to lose some LBs myself. I'm down from 193 to 185. Been doing a little jogging. and So you're just trying to stay in condition, bro? Tell us about that. No, man, look, I actually I got inspired by listening to your show. I stepped on the scale myself, and I was a little bit heavier, uh, you know, than I'd like to be. I ended up losing 40 pounds last year between January, uh, between July and November. I uh, went from 215 down to 275 and dropped a little more, and I was up to 176 uh, the other day. So that's about uh, five pounds heavier than I'd like to be. So we're going to try to knock a couple off this summer. Good, dude. I'm happy to hear that, man, and best of luck to you with that. Uh, look, we had you on Saturday. And we were talking about tarpon baseball, but for those who were listeners of play-by-play expecting to hear you on Friday, tell us about the way that the guys competed, man, uh, this past week. You guys had one that was kind of a clunker against Homer Christian, but then one that was a really strong showing against Berwick. Uh, talk to us about the way the boys played in the past week. Yeah, look, that uh, that Tuesday game against Homer Christian, I don't know if it was just the, the layoff or the Memorial Day holiday or uh, what have you. We just didn't show up to play, and it showed. And, uh, you know, as a coaching staff, we let our kids kind of know uh, and got real with them that if you show up to play like that, you have zero chance of beating anybody because, quite frankly, we're not good enough to to beat anyone if we don't play well. So, uh, you know, kind of got that fixed. The next outing, we play in the defending state champs who had, uh, you know, a lot of talent on the field, and we were able to beat them 5-4 to four, uh, with a great intensity, uh, you know, a lot of fire in the dugout, kind of treated it more like a regular season game in terms of our attitude. And it showed, you know, if you approach a game with intensity, if you clean up the errors, you put the ball in play, you could beat anybody in this game. You told us on Saturday, bro, that you were looking forward to this week because it's an opportunity to extend some guys out. You're playing bourgeois today. 
looking at the sky. I'm I'm saying air quotes about you playing bourgeois today. Hopefully you're playing bourgeois today. Uh, but man, uh, it's an opportunity to get some guys some innings, you know, three four innings, and a chance to see what a Cooper Worley could do or an Austin Curiel could do, and some of these other guys that are you're going to be relying upon this next varsity season. Yeah, and look, uh, Josh, if you listen and you're getting all a Cooper Worley this afternoon, uh, we're going to try to get four or five innings out of him. And uh, go uh, probably with Tyler Sanders in relief. Tyler actually uh, was hitting low 80s last week. He hadn't pitched a ton for us at the varsity level, but we, uh, we kind of like that velocity that he brings. But, uh, yeah, we're going to see uh, Cooper try to go two rounds through the lineup, which he has not done at the varsity level before. And, uh, you know, it's treating it more like a realistic game. It's for us as coaches. We've now seen them all, gotten everybody mound time. Now it's going to be more seeing how they look in a real game-like situation where you know nobody's in the pen, come and get you next inning, or you know there's no safety net. We're kind of going to you know, put them on the mound, let them fly, go try to win a ball game. So uh, really excited about the opportunity for uh, Cooper today and uh, probably Austin tomorrow, Brock later this week. We haven't really discussed that yet, but just seeing these guys in a real game-type situation go try to beat some quality teams. Awesome, man. Yeah, I know you guys are fired up about that. Um, Two and one so far this summer, and I know that the wins and the losses are something that you guys pay attention to, obviously, but it's not the most important thing. You know, playing the right way is the most important thing. So I'm going to ask you, through the first three games, have you guys played Tarpon Baseball? And if not, what are some areas that you guys are looking to get better at? Like, I think I think uh, two out of the three, that home Christian game, uh, obviously it just wasn't very good. We didn't play well, you know, uh, but... But two out of the three, I think we did. I think we approached it the right way. Uh, I think our most complete game, obviously, was the last one that we played, which is good to see some progression. Uh, you know, but there's uh, some things that we got to clean up. Offensively, we're nowhere near good enough yet. We're just not. Um, you can't keep relying solely on pitching and defense, which is great to have good pitching and defense. I mean, that's the the thing that if you have that consistently, you're going to be in a lot of ball games. But there's going to be some days where you don't have your best on the mound, and you got to be able to find ways to score runs. So. Uh, I think that is kind of my main concern right now. I want to score more than five in a game this week, Casey. I'll leave it to you that. we got to be able to score more than five. Awesome, man. And, and, you know, how much of that is, you know, a mental thing, right? Because I I truly believe, and, you know, I'll ask you about this a little later in the segment, I believe that the LSU offense right now mentally is kind of a mess. Dudes with no one on base are hitting the balls over the, you know, the, the bleachers in left field. But if the bases are loaded, you know, they're swinging at balls in the sky and are striking out. Like, how, like, can you try too hard on offense? You absolutely can try too hard to make something happen. And, uh, you know, especially with the challenge that we're giving our kids not to be passive, we're going to have some guys that swing at some bad pitches. That's just going to happen. So as we clean that up and as they get more of a feel at the varsity level for what pitches they should attack and which counts, uh, that sort of thing, I think it will sort itself out. But we're going to go through some growing pains with it. Uh, also with us, I know I'm saying the five-run thing, we're also playing one less inning over the summer, so it might not be as bad as it seems to me. Uh, but, uh, no, you're right. You could absolutely press so uh, a little bit too hard and try to do too much. So let's talk about the Tigers now for a second. They're in the catbird seat. They're in a position where they've got to get beat twice by Oregon State today. Um, on one hand, it's a little bit frustrating because I don't think LSU's played their best at all yet in the regional offensively. They stranded the bases loaded in three out of the eight innings, and you know the pitching's been okay, which is kind of a surprise. Um, but on the flip side to that, you also got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you're winning NCAA tournament games while not playing your best. Maybe that's a great sign for the future. So what have you taken from the Tigers' two wins so far? 
Yeah, kind of the same thing, man. Just win. Just win. You know, uh, I might have said it 45 times watching the game with my dad yesterday after the rain delay started. Boy, whoever loses this uh, winner's bracket game is screwed. Yep. Knowing that you had to play another one that night, knowing the pitching situation, if you look at it, LSU pretty much used two starters in one game yesterday or two guys you were looking at to start games. So to lose a game like that, that's almost like losing twice without being eliminated. You know? So <laughs> Uh, it was crucial for them to get that win yesterday. Uh, I think Oregon State is in a world of hurt with their uh, pitching situation, and I think that this could be one that gets ugly pretty quickly, if not in game one, as long as LSU could keep them under that 6-7 run thing. I think LSU could put up double digits, uh, and I don't think that's a stretch to say that at all with what Oregon State has pitching left. So let's talk about the offense now, man, because it is frustrating. Look, you hit five home runs, but they're almost all solo shots when you get guys on base. It just turns into a whole different offense, and it's really been since Hoover. Um, I don't like. Is that just a coincidence? Are the guys pressing with runners on base? Like, what's going on there? Because, dude, like you have the bases loaded three of the eight innings, and you score nothing in all of those innings. If you want to get where you're trying to go, you've got to start poking that RBI single up the middle every once in a while, man. Yeah, those uh, those first two innings, especially yesterday, man, that was just crucial situations. You got a spot to blow the game open early, and you don't get it done. Uh, and like you said earlier, with, as far as uh, guys pressing, Tommy White's just trying to do too much right now. He's trying to play hero ball, uh, in my opinion. I don't, I don't know the guy. Obviously, I'm not there, but it looks like he's trying to do too much, swinging at pitches over his head, swinging at pitches out of the zone. That's just uh, for a guy of that caliber who can be so much more. It's uh, you know as a Someone observing it, it's kind of just frustrating to see a guy try to do too much like that and not have a good team at bad hit a, you know, hit a ground ball up the middle. You know, his base is loaded less than two outs. You know, just just hit a hit a put it in play. You know, it uh, hopefully it turns around today. They're more than capable, and uh, you know, I think those coaches got those guys that will be headed in the right direction. Bro, I know you're a busy guy, but if I had to guess, at some point over the summer, you may go try to watch the Hogs play, and I say that because. Some of your old boys are out there playing and come out of semi-retirement, man. Jonah Colley's out there. If I'm not mistaken, I saw Matt Lee out there. Some of the former Tarpons are back on the diamond, brother. Yeah, look, I'm uh, I'm glad they're there trying, man. It's really just a shame that they, uh, you know, uh, I'm not to say they're having regrets about their decisions last year, but Jonah Colley should have been a Division One athlete coming out of high school. And, uh, you know, he... Uh, you wanted just to go to school, be a regular student for a little bit, and uh, you know, got a call from him and his parents a couple of weeks ago to see if we could get him on somewhere. And uh, Coach Tutone, uh, you know, kind of sight unseen. Yeah, I know that kid can play. We taking him. Uh, so you know, hope it works out for the best for those guys. I just really wish that, uh, you know, and I don't see it now. Is we got a guy like Jacob Curell who I think could definitely play at the next level. I'd hate for him to wait a year and kind of see that it's possible now. You know, it's a. Uh, kind of torn man I, I hope these guys uh, in high school now can learn from this and if there's any inkling that you want to play try to get it done coming out of high school if you can for sure man i agree with that 100 percent. look last question before we let you go i'm going to put you on the spot it sounds like you gave your answer earlier but is lsu going to wrap this thing up today man bigly lsu big in game one <clears throat> so lsu minus one and a half in game one is what you're saying they could set it at three and a half. I'd take it. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I might buy a run. Okay, sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks so much for the time. What time do the games start today out at HL Bourgeois? So we play at 3 o'clock, uh, JV first. So I'll be uh, actually hitting in, uh, getting in the car as soon as the LSU game starts. So hopefully they could uh, open it up and I ain't got to worry about checking the score <laughs> in between games later. Uh, so we play at 3 o'clock, JV, 5 o'clock varsity. Perfect, man. Thanks so much for the time, bro. Take care. Good luck today.
All right, Gacy, I'll have a good one. Yep, there's Chandler Guitros doing an excellent job as always. I'm super excited to hear him say, <clears throat> you know, hey, man, I heard your challenge on the radio. Uh, let's do this. And for those of you who didn't listen to that episode, um, earlier in the well, last week at some point, I don't remember what day, I got on here and I basically said, you know, hey, if there's a goal that you're looking to accomplish, if there's something that you're looking to do, like, don't wait. Like, do it now, man. Like, <clears throat> you guys here, I'm battling some health stuff, right? I mean, I got some reflux stuff going on. They think I got asthma and, like, just different things that I've been struggling with. Um, and part of the reason why I'm struggling with this crap is because my health wasn't good. I was woefully out of shape. Um, so if you want to do your best at something, do your best today, man. Do your best. Like, go get it today. <clears throat> um, that's what I'm doing. I'm down six, seven pounds, even though I could barely breathe half the time with this dog on, you know, lingering cough or whatever. I'm still on the bike every day for an hour and, you know, running and jogging and I'm making it happen. And I encourage you to do the same. I challenged our listeners and said, hey, make the month of June our month. Let's attack it. Let's hit it head on. I'm down seven right now, and I encourage you guys to do the same thing. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Joe. We're going to Joe Tutal of Covenant Christian Academy. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. At State Bank and Trust Company, still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Shrimp boats is a common... Since 1948, Valeria Brothers has been in the commercial fishing and shrimping supply business, stocking large selections of 12-volt electrical and hydraulic single and double drum winches and hydraulic motors with brakes, beltless clutches, and pumps with brackets. They also carry hydraulic stainless steel skimmer winches, hydraulic valves, and hydraulic steering for up to 65-foot boats. Also a huge assortment of crab traps and crab trap wire, stocking nylon plastic and knotless webbing. You heard about that new webbing, platina and knotless Nema, Alera Brothers also stocks shark tail netting that's reinforced with stainless steel wire. They stock four different sizes of galvanized stabilizers, also stocking a large variety of fiberglass cloth, including resin gel coat and other supplies needed for fiberglassing. Lost an anchor? Alerio Brothers stocks anchors from 5 pounds to 100 pounds. Visit Alerio Brothers before the season begins. That's Alerio Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego, online at aleriobros.com. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. 
Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Juice! Juice, please! Can't wait to talk some baseball in this segment with Joe Tutal of Covenant Christian Academy and also, also the Southland Hogs. We've got him on the phone line now on this Monday. Joe, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? Hey, awesome, bud. How about you guys? Doing good, bro. Uh, we were just talking off the air. You said it was a good weekend for the Hogs. The teams played well. Tell us about how the boys did, man. Hey, uh, Hogs uh, Blue, which is the Hogs A team, which is all our graduating seniors and a few of our college comebacks. Uh, we went 4-0. and We were just dominant on the mound, man. Our pitching was good. You can see when you get these boys back from college, uh, you know, they kind of on a, ne- a different level. So, man, I was really, really excited, you know, with what I saw with our with our 18-year-old team. And, look, our, our 17-year-old team, which is is a lot of the kids that are juniors in high school this year that will be seniors next year, we got a shitload of local talent, and uh, those guys, those boys went three and one. Our younger teams went two and one at the 15-year-old division, which is mostly freshmen and sophomore. Uh, but man, I think our kids played well. I, I think their high school seasons are carrying over to summer baseball, and you can really show. I mean, we talked about the talent in this area, and it's really sticking out, man. Coach, tell us about that, man. You said a second ago, um, you know, having some of those college guys. Uh, I saw, you know, Mathern's out there, you know, Josh Pierce is out there, man. That That's a, that's a big coup to have these legitimate guys. Like they're just coming back from playing in a dog on the world series. So, you know, they've got confidence and now they're playing with you all, man. That's a big bonus. Oh, I mean, listen, it's huge. I, I mean, on the, on the mound, we return Dylan Badron, you know, ex ED white guy who had a great, great season in junior college and is signing with Nichols. We got Carter Fobb back, which is one of my CCA guys who was at Louisiana College. Connor Mathern, who's back from Delgado. Josh Pierce, who's back from Delgado. Uh, Roth John, who's back from coastal Alabama. I, I mean, listen, you know, Darren Doucette, who's back from LSUA. You know, you, when you throw those guys together and you got a bunch of college comeback guys, man, it really makes it easy when you throw them in with the studs that were seen at the high school this year. How important is it for the high school seniors to play with those guys and see? Like, look, it's noticeable. You look at Darren Ducey, he's a mule now. He's big and strong. And, like, those high school guys got to see, like, hey, if I go to my college program and I commit and I hit the weights and I do the things I'm supposed to do, in 12 months from now, that's going to be me who looks like that. I, listen, I think you hit it on the nail 100%. Because let me tell you this: you, you, we almost at the point with the transfer to portal. You got to be ahead of the curve if you're a senior going into college. Because if you're not, you're going to get passed up. And, and I and I think it's kind of you know it lets our younger team see what it takes to be on this older team. And uh, I can tell you this: my 18 year old team, which is the Hogs Blue, which is coached by Tristan Rogers. I mean, this is basically this could be a, a competitive junior college baseball program right now as you see it. 
Yeah, that's incredible, man. Look, let's talk some college baseball for a second. The Colonels go out in Tuscaloosa, but they go out swing and they competed, fought hard against Alabama, and then just kind of gassed out against Boston College. How do you think Nichols played, man? They came up short, but boy, they gave him hell. Listen, I tell you, I, I mean, considering where Coach Silva is in his second year in the program, how can you not be impressed, man? I mean, and I told you this before, if you go watch Nichols play in person, those those guys were really fun to watch. They played the game the right way. They hustled. They busted it. And uh, I, just, just a great season for Nichols. And, and I feel like the best is yet to come over here, at, you know, in Thibodeau. How are they going to keep this together? And that's one of the big challenges because, man, look, I, I, every day on Twitter I'm seeing, you know, well, the WAC player of the year is in the transfer portal. You know, this guy's in the transfer portal. That guy's in the transfer portal. You know as well as I do that there are some teams – in Louisiana, that wear purple and gold, that are going to want Jacob Myers, right? They're going to maybe want a Gavin Galley. You know, these are guys that are throwing in the 90s. They're doing all the SEC things. How do they keep the flies from swarming? And if the flies do swarm, how do they retool and reload? Man, I really, to be honest with you, that's what I'd say. How they say that? That's the answer to the million dollar cash question. I don't know, uh, Casey, I don't know if it's, it, it, it's humanly possible. Or Nickel State, or a Southeastern, or a Magnese, you know, to, to kind of keep the uh, the buzzards from swarming in the sky when you get these players. I mean, uh, with, with this NIL money and stuff like that, I mean, financially, it's probably going to be hard for you know for our Southern Conference schools to keep up with our SEC schools. So, man, I, you know, I I don't know if there's any loyalty when it goes into that, Casey, but uh. I mean, this is the whole deal. You know, I, you saw me posted on, on my Facebook page. You know, Connor Mathern is a lot of loyalty. He he didn't have to come back and play with me. Josh Pierce didn't have to come back. Uh, you know, Carter Fob. All of these guys didn't have to come back. But I, I think it's kind of showing a little maturity and a little loyalty on their side. Uh, and hopefully, Nichols, you know, can can get the same side of it because I think, you know, the Myers kid at Nichols, for example, I don't care where he goes. He's going to be a draftable guy, uh, whether he's at LSU or he's at Nichols. If he stays at Nichols, uh, I mean, he, I think he'll be a preseason first team all conference guy with, with an opportunity to get just as much money, if not more by staying at Nichols. So, uh, I think it's going to be really tough on the coaching side, you know, I don't know how these guys are doing their programs, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, for sure, man. I totally understand that. Let's talk about the Tigers, man. They are 2-0 and in the regional. Uh, they get a big old win yesterday against Oregon State. But, man, offense, look, I, and look, I'm over here complaining about offense. The team hit five home runs. But they stranded the bases loaded three of the eight innings, man, and it just feels like they're, for whatever reason, unable to break through and get that timely hit. I had Chandler Guitros on in the last segment, and he thinks it's it's mental. He thinks guys are just trying to do too much. You know, you see Tommy White swinging at a pitch that's in the press box and striking out. Like, it, do you think that they're just pressing up there a little bit? Listen, I can tell you this, and, and I can only use this associating my program, and I'm not on the same level as these guys. But it's a lot harder for us at CCA to win a home playoff game we're supposed to win. There's a lot more pressure. And yeah. I just think – Listen, I think LSU's pressing. They're playing at home. Uh, you know, they got big-name players. They got big-name coaches. They expect big things. And, and everybody's basically, you know, LSU got a target on their back. And I think uh, I think the players are pressing a little bit. But I can tell you one thing, uh, you know, don't make the mistake and let these guys slip up and, and, and win this deal because I feel like this, uh, LSU – 
probably doesn't have as much pressure when they go on the road. And I think uh, if they can find a way to get out this regional and, and, and kind of get over the hump and get this little flunk out, by next weekend in the Super Regional, these guys will be ready to play. One of the things that's got to be really impressive to Jay Johnson is he's starting to find some arms that he could trust, right? You know, Gavin Floyd throws yesterday and was really good, and then the rains come, and then he pops in, you know, Thatcher Hurd, and all he does is strike out like 12 guys or whatever it may be. I don't know what's left today, but, man, I do know this. If they do survive and they do get to the next round, you've now got three starters that you could trust, and, boy, you can win a whole lot of baseball games with that. Well, I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm not a betting man, but don't bet against the Tigers. Listen to me. I think I think they're well coached. They're talented. Uh, look, they've pretty much been the number one team all year for a reason. And, and I think at the end of the day, you know, LSU baseball is going to show up, especially in Baton Rouge. Uh, I, I mean, I think you got to be a little lucky. But listen, Tommy White's going to be fine. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, he's going to be fine. Uh, I mean, Dylan Cruz is phenomenal. Look, hey. Gavin Dugas, when it really counts the most, is going to get it done. He's done it his whole career, expect it to happen again. I mean, they found a way to win, and at the end of the day, I think the most important thing is just winning. It doesn't matter how you do it. It's, at the end of the day, they won the game, and they got it done, and survive in advance. That's, I think that's what it's about. And, and look, I'm excited for LSU, man. I, I really think that uh, they got a chance to go back to Omaha and win the whole deal. Yeah, no doubt about that, man. Look. One of the things that's interesting is around the country, there's a lot of teams that folks have never heard of that are playing some really good baseball. I mean, Campbell is playing well. Uh, you know, you've got uh, you know East Carolina is kind of established, but George Mason, Dallas Baptist, uh, Xavier knocked Vanderbilt out. Um, you know, TCU, now TCU is a power five, but they beat Arkansas 20 to five yesterday. Indiana State wins their regional. Like up and down the country, you're seeing these teams that no one's really ever heard of that are having a lot of success. Pennsylvania is still alive. Like, man, it's crazy to, to think that they're these, these lesser knowns that are going up there challenging the big dogs and in many cases are winning. Uh, I, listen, Casey, I, I think it all starts at a, uh, at a very young age, the parity in baseball today from youth baseball all the way across to college baseball. Listen, I think, you know, you got the talent level is very similar. Uh, just some guys have been overlooked along the way. And when I say along, listen, LSU can only take so many players. And at the end, and at the end of the day, I feel like, uh, man, there's a lot of good players in this state that, uh, you know, can go to a mid-major and, and really contribute. And at the end of the day, if things fall in their place, uh, with all of the parity in college baseball, I'm totally not shocked. I mean, you saw it a few years ago, you know, when when, when Coastal Carolina made their run. I, I think we saw it a few years ago when Fresno State won it. So it's definitely possible. Yeah, no doubt about that, buddy. Um, before we let you go, where are the Hogs going to be playing this coming weekend, brother? Where are you guys going to be headed? Hogs this week are in at Southeast and Nickel State and Tulane. So it should be a great weekend. Awesome, man. Look, we look forward to it. Thank you so much for the time, Joe. We'll chat again soon, buddy. Appreciate it. <clears throat> yep, that is Joe Tuton doing an excellent job, man. His teams are loaded to the gills. If you want to go watch some talent, and he mentioned it, his, I think he called it his uh, 18 team or whatever. I don't know, whatever color they assigned to it. But the, the high school seniors who are mixed with the college freshmen, that is, as he said, like a junior college team. 
That is a team that is loaded. Think all of the best players in the area. Think, you know, some of the best players in the area of the last couple of years all coming together. They could pitch, they could hit, and they are going to be extremely competitive this summer. Let's catch a break when we get back. I've got one more segment to go. We'll get you some betting picks, and we'll also talk about LSU and the Tigers' chances today taking on Oregon State, trying to push forward in the NCAA tournament. We'll be right back after this. Hey, it's me, Gus the Gopher for Atmos Energy. Being a gopher, I like to dig. That's what us gophers were born to do, along with eating plants, taunting groundskeepers, and listening to bluegrass music. And I especially enjoy digging around the yard. Occasionally, I bump into a utility line and I get a headache. Ouch! After all, they're hard to miss since they can be buried anywhere. But if you hit one with your shovel, backhoe, or ditch digger, you could cause a gas leak, disrupt service, or worse. Makes me shaking my paws just thinking about it. You can avoid all of this by calling 811 at least three business days before you or someone else digs in your yard to have those underground utility-owned lines marked. Calling 811 will help protect your property, and more importantly, you. It's free, and it's the law. You dig what I'm saying? For more on safe digging, visit atmosenergy.com slash 811. Attention event managers, Joe's Septic Contractors has been there for you in New Orleans and the surrounding areas. Whether it's a construction site, fair or festival, let Joe's Septic Contractors help you determine how many potties and how much temporary fencing you may need for your next event. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. That's joeseptic at viscom.net. Locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, Reserve, and Odessa, Texas. It's Ram season at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Rev is creating the next evolution in communication, a network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. The next level in communications. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. Welcome to Rev. Learn more at letsrev.com. Down the wrong, I was trying to turn down the music and turn down my mic. 
We're not yet in a lightning delay in Baton Rouge. But the lightning is awfully close. So if you were about to settle in with hopes of watching the LSU game uninterrupted, sit on your you know lawn chair, your outdoor patio chair, whatever, and think, yeah, it'll be a great day to watch the ball game. You might be out there for a while because there is rain in the area. <clears throat> it looks like the cell that's got some lightning close to the park is kind of moving away. So we knock on wood and hope that it is moving away from campus right now. <clears throat> but boy, what a frustrating weekend it's been. That grounds crew has been working hard. They have been doing a lot of heavy lifting to keep that field in shape, and it has been a tough weekend for those folks out there in Baton Rouge who have been trying <clears throat> desperately to get some baseball in and just have not been able to consistently do so. Hopefully LSU is able to play today. I could tell you that if they are able to play today, Riley Cooper is going to be on the mound. He is going to be the guy throwing. Uh, Riley Cooper is a veteran reliever, and he's a guy that Jay Johnson said last weekend out in Hoover. He said, hey, man, I trust Riley Cooper, right? Trust goes a long way. I trust Riley Cooper. I've been through the wars with Riley Cooper. <clears throat> Riley Cooper has not had a great season. And that has kind of frustrated a lot of LSU fans, right? Because he hasn't, he hasn't has a, had a great season. Um, but with that having been said, he had a great showing in the SEC tournament. <clears throat> Excuse me. And a lot of folks forget the fact that when he was with Arizona with Jay Johnson, he threw in the College World Series. So he has experience in big games. He's had some big moments. He's got a 5.36 ERA, and he's going to be giving it a go today. Some other guys that may get the ball today, uh, Blake Money, Javen Coleman, um, Bryce Collins, Gavin Gidry only threw one inning, Ackenhausen. I mean, you got some guys available. You just don't have a whole lot of really good options available, right? But Oregon State on the other side of the spectrum has played one extra game than you have, right? So they don't have very many good options available either. So if you're LSU, you just got to hope that one of your guys, whoever it may be, gets hot, gives you three, four innings in a row where they maybe just give up one or two runs, and in that lull, you just score six or seven and just put it on them and just kind of drown them that way. But it is going to be Riley Cooper getting the ball first. Interesting decision from Jay Johnson. But when you heard his comments last week about how much he trusts Cooper and how much he believes in Cooper in these big spots, <clears throat> it's not all that unpredictable, right? <clears throat> the key for LSU today, man, you got to start getting timely hits, bro. You got to start getting timely hits. This is an offense that, yeah, look, it's cool, you know, home run, home run, home run, home run. That's cool. But that's not sustainable, right? What is sustainable with an offense that's as talented as LSU's is you're going to consistently have guys on base. You're going to consistently have runners in scoring position. You're going to consistently have, you know, second and third with one out or first and third with two outs. You got to start bringing dudes in. And... I look at a guy like Tommy White, bro, just settle down. Like you don't, I get it. You got 20 home runs, but it doesn't always have to be a home run. 
The play yesterday that sparked this entire LSU team is they're down three to nothing. And it's it's pretty rapidly slipping away after the rain delay. <clears throat> and in the bottom of the fourth inning, Josh Pearson leads off the inning with just a triple to the gap. Like, it don't always have to be a home run over the bleachers in left field. It don't always have to be a home run over the batter's eye. If there's runners at first and third with one out and it's a 3-1 count and the pitch is at the press box, just take it. Go to first base, hand the bat to your teammate, and let's live to play another at-bat. The beauty and the honor and the pleasure of having such an offense that everybody could contribute is that if you take a walk, the next guy is going to contribute. So that's the one. I want to see the LSU team be a little more patient, be a little more settled in, and a little more willing to just lift the play another pitch. Because right now, there's a lot of guys that they're just swinging out of their shoulders and selling. And yeah, when, when you connect and you hit the barrel, yeah, you're going to hit it to, to Denham Springs. But you don't always need to hit it to Denham Springs. Sometimes just a ground ball to the right side scores a run. Sometimes a fly ball to the outfield scores a run. So those are the things today. I want to see LSU get rolling. I, look, man, Joe talked about it earlier. You got to get Gavin Dugat going. Um, he, he's not been good. The last 11 games, hitting below 200. <clears throat> he's got to come up big. They're keeping him in the lineup. They're staying loyal to Gavin. They trust Gavin's bat. They trust Gavin's ability. Got to get him going. Today's the same lineup that it's been the entire tournament for the Tigers. No changes. <laughs> and in addition to Gavin, Trey Morgan, I'm looking at you, Bubba. I'm looking at you. Trey Morgan, you know, before the NCAA tournament, oh, you know, I, I, I've been crying in the dugout every single NCAA tournament in my career. Crying because, you know, of disappointment. Crying because of heartbreak. This year I want to be crying because I won the national championship. If you want to win the national championship, Mr. Morgan, contribute to the cause. Because so far in this NCAA tournament, you're one of eight. And quite frankly, you're not swinging it well at all. <clears throat> so I want to see him get going. I want to see Gavin get going. I want to see this whole offense get going. If you do that, if you play, I said this before the regional even started. And frankly, it's probably part of the reason why the team's pressing a little bit. Everybody else going into a regional has like a big checklist of like, we've got to do this, 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 and this to be able to win. <clears throat> Nichols, they had a big old checklist. All right, well, we got to, you know, Myers has to be good. We got to, you know, can't commit errors. We can't walk. Big old checklist of things that have to happen just for you to have a chance to win. For LSU, the checklist is really simple. Just play the way you're capable of playing. But like Joe said a minute ago, that comes with a lot of pressure. Because every time you go two, three at-bats without scoring, <clears throat> the fans get a little restless. And, you know, people are tweeting, you know, oh, this offense is washed up. Oh, you know, this guy's in a fun. Oh, this guy... There's no ease when you're in the pressure cooker being in that lead dog spot. I'm watching a show on Netflix right now called Wentworth. It's actually the second time that I watch it. 
It's about a women's prison. And there's always a top dog in prison, right? It's always a person who runs the prison. The warden said the other night, there's no rest for those at top because somebody's always climbing up to try to pull you down. And that's what LSU's experiencing. You're sitting up there at the top. Every single day, you're getting somebody's best effort. Every single day, you got that pressure of, hey, I I should be performing. And if you don't perform, then it becomes the pressure and the questions of why aren't you performing? <clears throat> so I think the Tigers just need to exhale, relax, play the way that they're capable of playing. Easier for me to say, easier said than done. And if you do that, at the end of the day, you're punching your ticket forward and you're going to the Super Regional round. Now, before we wrap up here, because remember we're going to wrap up a whole segment earlier because of the game at one, I'll get you some betting picks and some things that I like. Coach Chandler Guitros gave you a betting pick earlier in the show. He said he likes LSU big today. He said Oregon State's out of pitching. LSU right now, the line is minus 245 money line, minus a run and a half run line. <clears throat> if you're like him and you think LSU's going to win big, Take that minus one and a half. That's minus 130 odds. You get some good odds there. Listen to this, though. Vegas doesn't have faith in either team's pitching. The over-under for that game is 16 and a half. Over-under 16 and a half runs. Just goes to show that they think it's going to be a big old shootout, a game that'll be, you know, 10 to 8 or something like that. Um, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it with a 10-foot pole. But what I am touching <clears throat> is Southern Miss minus one and a half runs today against Penn. Look, let's be honest. Penn's a nice story. Southern Miss is a legitimate, bona fide, top 16 program. They're going to beat Penn today. Cinderella's coming down for a crashing halt. So I like Southern Miss today in college baseball. In the MLB today, if I could find my dog on MLB lines, here we go. I like the Phillies minus one and a half over the Tigers with Nola on the mound. <clears throat> I like uh, the Marlins minus 154 money line with Garrett on the mound. I like the Astros uh, minus 102 money line with uh, facing Alec Manoa, who's been really not very good this season. Today, I also like the Cardinals plus 120 money line. The Cardinals had one of those players-only meetings yesterday. I think they'll respond with Wayno on the mound and get a win today. Let's wrap up. I want to thank Joe Tuton for the time. I want to thank Brian Colley for the time. I want to thank Chandler Guitros for the time. I want to thank you for the time. Tomorrow we should have a regular show, regular time, regular hours, all that good stuff. We hope to have Stan Gravois on for our Terrebonne General Tuesday. And we look forward to having a wonderful Tuesday, just like we hope that you guys have a wonderful rest of the Monday. Stay dry, stay safe, go Tigers. God bless you all. You've been listening to Play by Play on KLEB, wrapping things up. Hope everybody has a wonderful rest of the day. Love you guys. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.